Buffer Conversations about Influence Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influence marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into Coffee Conversations about influencer marketing again. I am Anne, and today we have an insightful conversation with Misha Levin about the ins and outs of influencer campaigns. We chat to her about her journey into becoming an influencer and also being on the marketing side of things, helping brands do influencer marketing the right way. Misha is a freelance digital marketing strategist and consultant, business owner and content creator from Johannesburg. She's a fan of coffee, photography, wildflowers, bargain hunting and breakfast. Thank you so much, Misha, for making time in your busy, busy schedule to chat to us today about influencer marketing from not only the viewpoint from an influencer, but also from an influencer marketing strategist that you are. So let's start with the basics. Um, Can you please tell everyone more about yourself, who you are, and what was your journey into becoming an influencer? Hi, Anne. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here. Um, no problem. So I, I studied integrated marketing communications with a specialism in brand strategy. Um, and I just always had this burning desire to, to share the things I was discovering. Um, I think I'm a relatively curious and inquiring mind and I would bleat onto my friends about the things I was seeing or hearing about and um, eventually uh, living in London and I was there in about 2008, 2009 um, and a friend of mine encouraged me to to start archiving and documenting my finds in Blogspot. Um, you remember old Blogspot? I do. I had a Blogspot blog and it was literally like an online diary. It was amazing. Totally. It was. It was phenomenal. It was free. I couldn't believe my luck. Um, and that's just where I started housing the things I was seeing, hearing about. Um, I think because of my sort of pure marketing roots, it, it was new news. It was hearing up about new products that were launching, gadgets, fashion, serv- like exciting and interesting services. And it was really just trying to document that, um, that thing, package it into something that might be interesting to an audience and, and publish it on my blog spot um, using horrendous photos I'd taken on my Blackberry. <laughs> um, and, so, and so my blog was born. Um, but I must say it was something that I always, um, until very recently actually, have run in parallel to my day job. I've worked in corporate marketing my whole career in um, pure marketing and then eventually digital brand, um, brand strategy and brand marketing. Um, and I think that that kind of um, relationship between the two in parallel has informed both sides of what I do. Um, yeah. I can't say that I, you know, I haven't moved from influencer marketing, for want of a better word, to, you know, purely strategy. But that strategy mm. piece is something that I think is so, so important um, and often missing from the, the campaigns that are, are shared with me um, through brands that are reaching out, wanting to collaborate. Yeah. Um, there's an element that's missing because I think that for a long time, especially in South Africa, influencer marketing has been a novelty. A novelty. It's been an add-on, something that's been considered at the last minute or has happened organically. And as a result, it's lacking sort of the foundation of the campaign, which is really important because I believe that for any campaign to succeed, you need to ensure that that strategy is in place that's driving the creative, which is making sure that we are hitting objectives. Um, which leads to the brand succeeding through, uh, you know, through the metrics that were clearly defined in that strategy. Um, and the reason I, I emphasize that so much when clients reach out to me is because I come from the client side. I come from the brand side. I, ha- I always have my brand hat on because for influencer marketing to succeed, we need to make sure that the brands are succeeding. Um, mm-hmm. It's that marriage of minds that's really important. And Equally important in that strategic development, I think, is reaching out to the influencer, the content creator, whatever you want to call them, to to offer to them um, a collaborative opportunity to get that foundation right. Because I think that brands often neglect that influencers come to the party with a hell of a lot of information, years and years of trialing, testing, succeeding, sometimes failing. They're sitting with that intel. They know their audience intimately. They know what works, what doesn't. Oh, yeah. You know, and ultimately they've got their passions and the areas of, um, of enjoyment and areas of um, 
priority that they know will work or or not. And it's really important that that process is um, is a collaborative one. I think that's where we really see success in the space. And for me, I just want I want to see everyone succeeding because. Brands can succeed, influencers can succeed, and 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 earn well from this um, and grow this into a, into a career. Um, and ultimately, this can also be helping loads of small businesses, local businesses. Um, the space is a, a really really exciting one if it's done properly. And I think it ultimately comes back to to strategy. No, absolutely. And I think sometimes um, when influencer marketing became a thing back in the day. Um, and it wasn't even called that. We just refer to bloggers. Yeah. You know, I come from a PR background and many a time it was kind of like a buzzword or where brands would just kind of say, you know what, this is great. We're going to, you know, invite this media or reach out to this, but can we please, you know, just include bloggers in this? Yeah. And no one really know, knew how to work with them back in the day. So it was just like a bolt on, like a tick box. Well, we got you bloggers, we got you some coverage, but that strategy was lacking of like, ooh, do these bloggers actually speak to the audience we want to speak to? Are they in the niche that is really interested in this? Or it's just, just you know, um, like I say, vanity metrics um, mm. that, we're, that we're pushing through. And I think a lot of brands maybe got stuck in that still or they just generally just don't know where to go from here. And that's where people like us are really, really important to actually help brands strategize. And like you say, if we can grow the space, bloggers or not bloggers, but influencers, bloggers, vloggers, content creators, all these amazing different influencers, everyone can be successful and the brand can benefit from it. Absolutely. Everyone can win and everyone should win. Um, collaboration is what helps make that happen. Um, and I think yeah. the, the great thing is we're, we're exactly as you've said, um, echoing your sentiment, it was, it was that, that bolt on to, you know, the overarching marketing campaign. It was an afterthought. It wasn't budgeted for, which is a, a, no. a huge pain point for me. I think we are starting to see that changing. Um, Absolutely. We've got quite a long way to go in South Africa, but, um, you know, remuneration is a, is a critical part of this. And I think that, you know, none of us work for free, you know. Um, no, so it's like, we shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no one should be working for free. Um, no. But it's, it's it's also an important piece of the, the strategy, I suppose. It's an element that I, I neglected to to highlight. But, as, you know, budget is a part of that strategy. Um, but Huge. Budgeting for getting the right person on board to create the right content that engages with the right audience to achieve, you know, brand objectives. And I'm not talking about as you said, vanity metrics like awareness. We're talking about sales. Yeah. We're talking about conversions, downloads, um, shares, like real engagement, um, real return on investment. That's really important because unless we're hitting those um, those objectives, we're not seeing true success in a way that can be measured. And if we can't see that measurement, brands aren't going to grow their influence marketing budgets um, and they're not going to invest the time and the, the effort that they should be into this, this space, which is a really exciting one that has got so much opportunity. Um, I think it also, there's a, there's a piece of the puzzle that, that is often neglected as well, which is around, around creative ideation. Um, mm. I think that maybe just through lack of education, a lot of brands don't understand how many opportunities exist in the space. So this is not only about asking an influencer and in inverted commas to post a pack shot you know with their Colgate smile yeah. in you know with a cool filter applied and um, it's about so much more than that um, a lot of content creators have the ability to take really beautiful photographs you know consider that a part of the contract that you could be presenting to said influencer is mm. you know asking for 25 high-res beautifully edited images that can live well beyond the campaign you know those images can be used on the brand's own digital assets on their own social media pages they can even be used in print so i think it's important that they think about the sphere in a much bigger way this this requires big thinking um, and and real creativity to to see amazing campaigns that resonate and that are successful. I mean, for example, something that I keep wondering why are brands not doing this is um, the vlogging and the podcasting space for me are two areas that are hugely exciting, but they require a hell of a lot of time, energy and effort from a production and an editing perspective. And um, I think audiences, myself included, I love watching vlogs. I follow loads of, of YouTubers and, and bloggers who are creating the most beautiful 
interesting, informative content that, that improves my life on a daily basis. But I know how much effort goes into, you know, editing and publishing that short eight or 20 minute video. Um, but there's a content opportunity for a brand from a sponsorship perspective. Why not help enable those, those people, those, um, you know, the influencers that have got a very engaged audience that are creating excellent content that are articulate, who, who are well-spoken and can, and can really, um, impart useful information and utility to their audiences why not sponsor those people why not help them bring those podcasts and those vlogs to life so it's not just the pack shot it's move beyond the pack shot it's move beyond the insta story it's it's what in the sphere of of um these platforms and these exposure opportunities that exist what can we attach our brand to in a in a realistic way. Um, I mean, that, that is important also to ensure that there's a synergy. You know, you're not going to, um, you know, a car brand is maybe not going to sponsor a, you know, a healthy food vlog. Um, no. But where there's a marriage of minds and a synergy there, um, I think that that's a really, really exciting uh, opportunity space. And I'm not seeing a hell of a lot of that locally. So I think it's been do- done quite well overseas. But I'm just saying here that I think that that's something that more South African mm-hmm. brands should be considering is, is uh, this goes beyond just the feed, it goes beyond the story, what what IGTV um, sponsorships can we can we consider what vlogs podcasts yeah. um there's even even blog posts going right back to the the kind of the og of of the space oh yeah um always you know forgotten what? days i'm like guys yeah. they are still amazing content out there that's the content creator actually owns which if tomorrow facebook decides to go exactly. down or instagram they still own that content absolutely you know? absolutely it's a huge point you know that's that's uh, influencer owned or even brand owned, but the blog is still is a hugely powerful thing and platform if you are providing utility to your audience. So of course. Um, tips, tricks, research, advice, um, inspiration. Um, there's so much that can be done, but why not sponsor a series of blog posts from said blogger, yeah. said influencer to bring this information to those audiences in, in a really exciting way, but, you know, you're helping, you know, you're helping pay bills. Um, and I promise you, those mm-hmm. relationships then become long-term relationships. The longer that relationship and that ambassadorship lives and exists, the more value you see from that influencer, the more engagement you see from the audience, and ultimately the more sales you're going to achieve. So it's, um, absolutely it's an, an interest, it's an interesting and important sphere with loads of opportunity that still exists, especially in South Africa. I think you you brought up quite a few interesting things in the last minute or so. Firstly, you touched on we need to reach objectives. And I think it's so important for brands to understand that part of your strategy, you need to set those measurable objectives. It's all good and well to have an influencer campaign running, but if you don't have objectives or aka know what success looks like. How are you measuring that? At the end of it, was your goal to get a million likes? Was your goal to get people to click through to something? Was your goal, whatever it might be, but you need to be able to say this campaign worked or it didn't work. So I think that is really, really important for us to just highlight in big, bold letters. Have something that you're working towards success. And then secondly, you also said um, um, content creators or influencers put so much work into creating that amazing content that is so relatable and resonates with their audiences that if you're a brand and you're really sitting there thinking like, oh, you know, I can't spend this budget on, on influencers. I'm rather just going to do my run-of-the-mill marketing or TV or digital, whatever that may be. Perhaps just give a thought of, firstly, you, an influencer is an opted-in audience. So people are there for a reason. They're there to listen to a certain niche, advice, tips, tricks, or just beautiful content. What a brand will never, ever get that because people don't resonate with brands, right? They resonate with their peers. And then secondly, um, for that creator, they are an all-in-one studio. So if you want to go and shoot a TV ad or a beautiful online campaign how much is that going to cost you and then just kind of compare that to to using a one-man show who's everything in one a creative director and ideation you know publisher everything in one 
a writer, a strategist, a photographer. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, a publisher. It's it really is a little one man, you know, production house. Um, yeah, and I think often brands and also audiences fail to see that they don't realize the time and energy that goes into getting content out and bringing it to life because there's so many little right. elements and moving parts. But I think the exciting thing is I'm certainly seeing a lot more briefs coming my way uh, from brands where. I don't even necessarily need to share on my my platforms. That's not even an objective. And um, they're coming to me and saying, "We love your um, your style. We love the way you photograph. We love the way you edit. And um, please, can we work with you to create a bank of images for our our brand?" Amazing. Um, and that's wonderful because, as you just said, it's it's recognition of kind of talent, but also sort of a multifaceted offering. Um, yeah, which is a hell of a lot more cost effective than going to a big advertising agency or employing a very expensive photographer. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things. I think there will always be no. a need for for those professionals in their spaces, particularly. There's for, a place for for everyone yes. and for every need, but especially yeah. for some of the smaller brands that are you know that have real budget constraints. I understand that you know um, I run my own business on the side, so I get that. But consider that said content creator may actually be able to. Um, create a bank of high-res images for your brand, share to the audience, yeah. help drive sales, create a conversation, and build brand affinity and awareness. That, that's huge for your brand. And actually, when you then look at the budget that is being discussed, I think it's mm. incredible value for money. And that's the way it needs to be considered. This is not just about a post on a feed. There is so, so much no. more. One of my favorite brands um, that I'm an ambassador for um, and I've partnered with for a while is Le Boat. Um, so they offer, okay. they offer self-drive um, boating experiences through through France. It's yes. really, um, oh, they are just the, the trips of a dream. So basically you get your own you get your own boat, everything is self-contained, and you can drive the canals of, let's say, France, for example, for a week with your family and loved ones. And, and so I'm an ambassador for them, which is obviously incredible for me because I get to have these, that is amazing. <laughs> these bucket list experiences. But um, Natalie, Tales of a Mermaid, and myself work as brand mm -hmm. partners with them to help them create a lot of content for their channels. Um, so instead of you know employing a big ad agency or an you know an expensive international photographer to go and to create that content, yeah. we are living and breathing the experience and documenting it as we go. Um, and you know we that content stipulates a large volume of um, of photographs to be delivered, which is perfect. You know because it's. Um, yeah. It's it's win win. It comes back to win win at the end of the day. But it's it's just an example of, of how this can work for everyone. I think it's also another very important point that people often think of influencer marketing as just these beautiful images that's pushed out onto influencer feeds and, and vlogs and podcasts, which is amazing. But there's that other side of creating like you say, a brand comes to you and say, like, you know what, I actually don't want you to push things out, but I want to, just to use your skills and you, making that user-generated content, which works so well for brands instead of this branded content that is hammering people. Absolutely. Um, and, and for brands to remember that a lot of influencers can write, you know, copy, copy oh, yeah. writing is something that, that they can be um, partnered into, um, Many influencers, you know, can create IGTV videos. So you've got some some video content yeah. that that can be created, and also um, a lot a lot of the content creators and influencers that I've worked with certainly are unbelievable strategic brains. So even if you're just yeah. looking for a fresh pro, a fresh approach to your um, to your marketing, reach out to an influencer or content creator and and pay them for a strategy. You know, there's there's loads of opportunities mm -hmm. that exist here. Love that. So on that point. What is the kind of big changes you've seen in the last five years in the industry from your perspective, from being an influencer, but also being on the strategy side? I think I've seen two really big shifts. So the first is budget um, and, and rightly, yes. <laughs> rightly so. And I think that's really important. I think we are moving more from that bolt on to core of campaign or at least as one of the key um key elements of the overarching marketing marketing plan is influencer marketing mm. and and as a result we are seeing brands um uh, budgeting for influencer marketing for the fiscal and um, growing those budgets for the fiscal which is fantastic um and you know as a result of this offering influencers budgets 
off the bat, which, you know, which is what they all should be. Um, I think we have moved beyond freebies and attending exciting yeah. events. Um, this is now uh, an exchange of, of cash, an exchange of, of fees. Um, I'm not saying that trade exchanges don't exist. They certainly do, but I think it's important, it's imp important to ensure that the, the value of that product matches what's uh, um, being asked of the influencer from a deliverables perspective. And, and is it even something that they would want in their life? Um, it's important oh, yeah. to do that research. So, so budgets, I'd, I, I would say that that's probably the biggest growth that I've seen um, and, and biggest change certainly over the past five years, which is excellent. And I hope to see that continue to grow and so that these people Absolutely. are adequately remunerated for the unbelievable amount of time, effort and energy that's put into creating, you know, relevant sticky content. Um, yeah. And then I think just the, sh the sheer volume of influencers is growing and their audience sizes are growing, but equally the quality Ooh, yeah, and um, equally the quality of that content is is improving, um, which is so nice to see because you, I think you're seeing the, the ones that are really like working and succeeding in the space and, and growing organically are the ones who've put that all of that time and energy into the, the uh, content production. Mm -hmm. um, and equally, you, you're seeing that feeds are just looking more and more beautiful. The photographs have gotten better and better. It's, we've, we've come a long way from the photo on the Blackberry Um Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a lot of a lot of effort goes into sometimes styling and or even you know uh, props, uh, creating a little scene that like looks organic but may not necessarily be. It's um, there's a lot that goes into that on behind the scenes. So oh, yeah. I'm exciting. I'm excited to see that kind of growth in in the amount of people in the space. That and again, this is this comes down to um, to passions and like niche topics often I think that one of the bits I didn't get to say in my intro was that I never um entered this realm to be an influencer for want of a better word sometimes that word, word makes me want to um content creator whatever whatever you want to call it um I got into this because I was just passionate about brands and marketing and I wanted a place to share my information that was it I never wanted to have a big audience mm -hmm. a million followers ha has never been my my goal or my measure of success it's for me it was about adding value to um to people's lives sharing um, and, and being involved in an exciting, engaged community. Um, and I think that's important for, for youngsters coming into, the, coming into the fold is if you want to succeed in the space and, and become an influencer, that can't be your objective. That, that can't be why you start. No. You need to have a passion, whatever that is. It could be folding origami. Um, it could be, you know, decorating cakes, um, travel, beauty, whatever. And um, there has to be a passion because where there's passion, I think that that content will will work. It will be engaging. It will resonate with audiences and automatically and organically you will start to grow. So it's, it's important to keep that, to keep that in mind when getting started. But it's exciting to see more people coming into the fold um, globally. I'm not, this is a global conversation. This isn't about South Africa. Um, oh, no, absolutely. And what that what that does is it allows people to actually carve out a little career for themselves. Um, you know, it's it's an opportunity to earn um, and you know and to to really really grow. And I mean, hi, wow, I'm absolutely blown away by some of the some of the influences that I have followed for years. Um, when you, when you see how they have grown from a personal perspective, mm -hmm. earning six seven dollar. Um, figure salaries on an annual basis through through these little spaces that they've carved out and nurtured and worked their asses off on you know on, on building it's really exciting and obviously i want to see local influencers um achieving the same success and also local brands achieving the same success and mm -hmm. um, i think that that those partnerships where they are right can see can see both um both parties grow Absolutely. I also think it's so exciting that so many different niches have sprung up. Like back in the day, it was like a handful of niches, like beauty, fashion, lifestyle, cooking. Now there's literally a little audience for, for every niche. Like as long as, like you say, you're passionate about something and you're committed and consistent and giving valuable content out there, you will find an audience, which is just absolutely amazing. Um, absolutely. And I think it's also really important for the youngsters who's coming into the fold who say who's literally like I want to be an influencer it's really important for them to remember this is this is a job or a hobby but you need to work at it it doesn't just happen 
And um, this overnight successes that you see, these people who are full-time influencers or just doing amazingly well, they didn't do that overnight or in a year's time. Yeah. It's literally years and years and years of really cultivating relationships, putting a lot of hard work into whatever space you're in, your blog, your social media, your vlog. But those things take time. It's not an overnight success thing. And it takes years and years to become an overnight success. <laughs> hundred percent but I think so many people don't realize that yeah I, it's funny because I often get dms from um from youngsters who reach out and go like I want to be an influencer what do I do do you have any tips and tricks so I say just get started um it's taken me, t- yeah. me 10 years to get to get here and then they go what 10 years like oh exactly. you can tell that they're so put off by that but that's the reality <laughs> that, you know like it's just that consistent slug and you know don't give up keep going but just get started you know that's that's the biggest step you can take I do think that's the best advice and like you say the ones who get put off by the 10-year thing obviously didn't want to get into for the right intentions um but those who's not put off it's like great I'm gonna start and let's see where this goes you know totally um so in your opinion we spoke a lot about strategy right now do you think it's important that every single influencer campaign should have a strategy behind it i do i think if you don't have a strategy then what is the purpose of the campaign you know strategy drives mm-hmm. drives drives purpose drives ultimately the creative as well because it needs to be achieving something if it's not achieving something um you know th- then how do we then how do we know what that success looks like? And, and, and then how do we know if we're going to continue with this kind of marketing going forward? I mean, I suppose you could, you could argue that perhaps an always-on influencer budget or, or retainer um, offered to someone just to organic, I'm going to say organically create content over 12 months, um, mm. you know, maybe that's a little bit more fluid. But, but that's still a strategy, you know. The strategy Absolutely. is still to create ongoing, um, always-on content to check in with brands, drive in great engagement and, and, and grow audiences. So I think, I think absolutely. I think if you don't have a strategy and a plan for that, for that campaign, then there's, what's the point in doing it? I agree. You need to know what success looks like to do anything, to be very honest. <laughs> absolutely. Most of you know that Influential is our podcast sponsor. But did you know that my co-host and heads up the agency and that is the first ever boutique agency in South Africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing. Anne and her team are experts in the field and they've spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month. And this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. And contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. And do you think South African brands... um in general, have strong strategy behind their campaigns or not? Unfortunately, I'm going to say no. Um, I think mm-hmm. overall, so just in, in terms of percentage of the um, of the emails and the kind of engagements that happen with me, um, like on a monthly basis, most of them require me reaching reaching out or, or reverting and saying, "But what are the objectives here?" What, yeah. what is our overarching strategy? What is your overarching brand or marketing strategy? What are you trying to achieve? Therefore, what am I going to achieve? Which then helps me put my, um, my campaign plan together with my strategic insights and, and also with my costing. Um, so it's, I think it's, unfortunately, it's a little bit sad and frustrating that, um, that those parameters aren't being outlined you know, in those initial engagements and, and mm-hmm. you can tell that they haven't been considered because it's, there's no immediate often. I'm, and I'm, this is, this is the, I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of the um, engagements that happen, not all of them, because there are some brands that are just so unbelievably savvy. It is such a pleasure yeah. working with them. This is all so well articulate, articulated, so considered, you know, they come to the table with a budget, a contract, a plan, um, 
fluidity, a request for collaboration and insight from the influencer. Like it's just so perfectly curated from the outside. And I just wish more brands kind of were like that. So unfortunately on, on the whole, I think no. Um, but it's something that I'm seeing more and more of. So I hope that we get to the, to the point where every single you know, request for, for collaboration comes with an introduction that includes a bit of strategic information and objectives um, just to help ensure success for both parties at the end. Yeah. Do you think it's because perhaps South Africa is kind of still in its infancy, infancy state when it comes to influence marketing? We are certainly not where um, kind of Australia, Europe, America, even China is at yet. We kind of still finding our way but we we kind of getting better do you think that could be it i do i think it, it is maybe a little bit of lag um lag potentially um a lack of education i think sometimes mm. sometimes even the agencies aren't aren't up to speed and sometimes brands no. you know brands are are using agencies to to put these plans and strategies together um and you know i just i'm not seeing the quality there necessarily always so so yeah, I think we we are slightly behind. Um, but I think if we look if we look to our international counterparts, Australia, for example, is a great ex- you know is a great example of um, of yeah. a geography that's just absolutely shooting the lights out. Um, Amazing. Yeah, and and you can you can see it again. It comes to its budget, strategy, collaboration, and partnership, and ongoing you know ambassadorship mm-hmm. style um campaigns and programs that just work and result in sales it all comes to sales at the end of the day look at the end of the day that's 2020 that's where people are at eh? you need to start yeah. converting otherwise oh well, well it's, that was nice it's, it's certainly a hell of an interesting time in the world um for the sphere and, I, and i'm saying digital marketing as a whole and um, yeah. influencer marketing is is a piece of that pie but there has never been a more important time to get your brand online and um, with uh, time spent on devices just through the roof and um, people yeah. people buying online and you know being exposed to your to your brand on social media this is the perfect time to you know to educate yourself and um, read research reach out um, and and to start getting some campaigns into the pipeline you know the other thing is is trial try and test things and um, I I actually work I often work on behalf of brands um, strategizing and and implementing their influencer campaigns for them. And I always try to to trial and adapt um, from my perspective. You know, let's run something for for a few months with a few people. We'll do a post-campaign analysis at the end of the day. Let's hack that that plan and those results at the end determine what worked and what didn't and then we pivot and we we adjust to the the next trial of of influences and the next campaign and eventually i think you will get to a place where you've got a a tried and tested recipe for success that's working for you your brand and the influences you partner with um and then the intention should be to develop ongoing long-standing um partnerships with those people to really drive engagement um in the space no look exactly um and that's the beauty of influence marketing right it's mostly digital which means you can trial it and you can pivot as you go and get that sweet spot before you kind of um put a lot more budget behind it yeah you know it's that's what i love about digital marketing and one of the reasons why i got into it you know many many years ago in my career was because of that measurability of the space this isn't like you know flighting a billboard and then guesstimating how many cars have driven past that that billboard i mean just because mm-hmm. a person's driven past it doesn't mean they've looked at it have they recalled your call to action yeah. was there you know was there a call to action and perhaps a website did they see it have they recalled it have they then gone onto a website like for me i, I always had a, a huge issue with <laughs> with those kinds oh, yeah. of, of <laughs> traditional media figures because like, they just felt so vague to me and Whereas this is completely trackable, measurable. Um, you know, for example, one of the one of the areas in the space that that I love is affiliate marketing. You know, oh, yes. give give your influencers, um, you know, their link, their own unique link that they can share with their, their audiences. You know, which ultimately allows them to earn a commission on on the sales um, of your of your product. It's again, it, it comes back to everyone winning. But again, trackable, measurable helps us to determine success well speaking of affiliate marketing do you think south africa is is ready for that in the space um 
purely because we find still that in South Africa, influencers aren't really great for converting sales. They're absolutely amazing at awareness, driving people to a certain landing page or click or drive them in store, all these different calls of actions, but asking them to actually be responsible to convert sales, we still see that it's not really working as yet. Um, so I think it I think it can and I think it should. I think it is a massive missed opportunity in South Africa, um, especially for small brands who don't have big budgets to mm-hmm. to part with from a fee perspective. So they might not you know they might not have a hundred thousand rand or ten thousand rand to, yeah. to pay in fees to an influencer. But what they can do is structure a commission um, into their into their relationship um, you know with an influencer. And I think. It's quite, it is a little bit of a blanket um, statement to say that influencers don't convert. I think the right influencers convert. And that's where it is so, so important, again, in your strategy to make sure <laughs> that you are earmarking the right people to partner with. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it really is a fascinating exercise because audience size is not the most important thing. And um, I know yeah. of plenty micro-influencers with, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40,000 um, mm-hmm. followers, which is, is still rel- relatively small, who, in, who convert a fortune um, in, in, terms of their, in terms of sales versus... Amazing. Versus, and, and I'm saying this because I've worked on these campaigns on client side, on client side before yeah. where I've seen the results. Um, you know, you can have someone with, with 20,000 followers um, working in a campaign alongside people with two, 300,000 followers. And the person mm. with 20 might actually see more conversions at the end of the campaign because their audience was right. Their audience is engaged. The message was on point. Mm. The content was perfectly produced at the right time in the right way. Da, da, da. Um, so if it's, if it's done from a strategic and a very considered perspective at the beginning I think South African brands should and will see conversion I have seen it in the brands that I've worked on and it 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 is absolutely possible um I do think that brands need to also just be mindful of coming to the party with a big enough um commission percentage for said influencer um you know remember that ultimately you would be paying a commission to a retailer uh, or an on-seller mm-hmm. so that in, the influencer has become that for you and if you were prepared to you know to give away 20 30 40 percent to the retailer well, well then I think that you should be doing the same um with influencers and again it's win-win there is impetus for the influencer to actually speak to the audience to to create content to you know to, to share that message because they can actually earn a living from um yeah. from the conversions and, and from the sales that they generate. So it blows my mind how few South African brands have affiliate programs. I mean, it, it should be a standard that if you hopped onto a local brand, th- this is just my perspective and my opinion, obviously, but um, especially for some of the big South African brands, when you hop onto that brand's website, one of the, the pages on that website that you should be able to click is join our affiliate program. And anyone should be able to join that, that affiliate program. Um, because what you'll start to see is big um, or influences with decent sized followings or big followings, hopefully coming to the party and being able to help spread your, you know, your brand, your product, your news um, in a way that helps them then pay the bills at the end of the day. I mean, when you look at the affiliate programs overseas, you're seeing guys earning eight, nine, ten million dollars a year through, in, through affiliate marketing. Alone. Jeez. Um, so wonderful. I, I think, yeah, <laughs> it can work, but I think it just needs to be, um, it needs to be properly, the program needs to be properly designed and you need to be working yeah. with the influencers who convert. It's not just about awareness and um, big numbers yeah. and, and loads of selfies that gets hundreds of thousands of likes and comments. It's does this person actually convert, um, you know, convert and, and see sales? No, absolutely. I do love that. And I think it is big part that that kind of mind shift of the brands as well. Like you say, you would have paid a supplier in any case, the 20% or whatever. Why not offer that same kind of deal to your influencers who, you know, is going to ultimately reach the correct audience, your niche audience. It's not just a blanket 
kind of marketing. Absolutely. And it's, remember, it, it garnered a sale. So we're not asking you to pay yep. the, the influencer, you know, millions of dollars before anything's been sold. We're saying, cool, we'll pay you millions of dollars if you sell millions of dollars worth of product. Um, yeah, that's also where you'll find the right people because... If you're not going to sell anything, why would I be part of your campaign? Absolutely. Um, and again, it, it'll very quickly show the brand, I think, who's working and who's converting and who isn't. And then yeah. that can help drive different kinds of campaigns with those influencers in future. Because if you then can identify and go, wow, these five people really, really worked there. You know, we saw, you know, Matt, we, we saw a 60, 70% conversion rate through them, um, which obviously yielded a, a fantastic return for us as a brand. Then then let's work with those five people in our future campaigns because we yeah. know that, they're, that they convert, that their audience is truly engaged and that the audience trusts the product that they're sharing. No, absolutely. I think earlier we also spoke about... Um, in the last couple of months, we've seen globally, and even in South Africa, we saw the research showing that people are just on social media a lot more and also online, just purely because of COVID-19, we're all staying indoors, we're all kind of being safe. So people are using social media either for escapism or actually to get more information, right? Yeah. So a lot of brands that kind of was very hesitant to use influencer marketing on us, kind of starting to dip their toes in it, and also digital marketing. And when our brands come to us, I'm always like, guys, this is now the time that you're ramping that up because this is where your consumers are sitting right now. They're waiting for your content, but it obviously you need to be not tone deaf in these times um, and not kind of push product on people unnecessarily and be a bit more empathetic. And like you're saying, you can reach out to your, your customer base, ask consumers what they need from you so you can serve them better, right? Absolutely. But um, do you think that um, that's a good move right now for people to or for brands to push harder on those channels? Absolutely. Um, well, I can give you an example of a campaign I worked on recently. And, and what I love about it is just how nimble this, this company was. Um, and this is a, a small, real, tangible example for you. So I merrily, it was just before lockdown. I luckily <laughs> snuck in there early before everything <laughs> closed. Um, I love gardening and like I'm, I'm trying to nurture. Well, me too. <laughs> oh, that's my best. It's just, I find it like it's, it's the therapy. Best. It's green therapy. Um, Absolutely. And I nipped to the, gar uh, to the garden shop. Um, and I found a, a vertical, um, like modular growing system. Um, and the, co yes. the company's called Vicinity Innovations. Anyways, so I, I bought my own um, little system and the intention was to plant a vertical veggie patch because I want to be able to just grow more of my own things so that I'm obviously like limited, yeah. limiting my exposure to people in stores and whatever and just kind of eating more fresh from the earth kind of stuff. Um so planted this thing. It's been a huge success. My little veggies and herbs and things have loved the little space they're in. Yeah, it's been it's been like I feel like a, a plant, plant mom. Um, but don't you like every time I plant something and it doesn't die and it thrives? I'm just like I'm a proud mommy. Let yeah, me totally. You. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so rewarding. I, I I'm totally becoming my mother, and I get now why, why she just loves gardening so much. It me is too. such a wonderful, me wonderful too. hobby. <laughs> It's kind of scary because I also, my mother's also a great gardener and um, I was looking at her the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm turning into my mother and I'm actually yeah. okay with that. Yeah, I, think, I actually think it's, it's wonderful. My my husband may may disagree, but I think it's wonderful. <laughs> um, but so, to cut a long story short, so essentially um, my little garden was thriving and, you know, I this is just the way I am, like to hop onto Instagram, look at their page, what kind of traction do they have, how big is their audience, and, and often I will re reach out proactively, which is something I also hope is kind of in future becomes better received by brands, but I reached out to them proactively, yes. and I was like, guys, I just love your system, like, let's collaborate, and, and let's work on something together to bring this product to people, because it's wonderful, I think it's the perfect time, like, um, for so many yeah. reasons, gardening is also so great for kids, um, it's very, very therapeutic, mm -hmm. we can grow more of our own things to consume anyways all of those good things um and it was such a wonderful experience because they turned around to me and within a matter of two weeks maybe um 
they created an online shop that didn't exist. They, it, was, it was one of the first things they said to me was, we would love to collaborate with you, but we don't have an online store. So how are we going to get this product to people? And they, they literally said to me, leave this with us. Give us a week. We'll be back. Um, I gave them a little, bit, a little bit of insight and, and, and guidance as to what I thought could and, and would work just from a, a digital marketing yeah. and a dev perspective. And they have switched on their online store that's enabled through Facebook. And I just, I love that they were, they recognized in that moment, that opportunity, and they just did it. It doesn't cost a fortune. It is so easy now through platforms like Shopify to be able to, and and Facebook and Instagram, to be able to turn on these little micro online stores. So there's, you know, just back to your question, I just think absolutely it's the right time. And it is so easy to do. Um, There is, there really is no reason for, um, for brands to not have an online shop or to not be on yeah. online anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think if you can't afford um, influencer marketing campaigns or to pay people, um, you know, perhaps look at that affiliate structure then, you know, offer mm-hmm. offer a commission to influencers to, you know, to earn some money on the sales of your products and take it from there and and they will see the growth. But what an amazing story from a brand side. Like you hardly ever hear things like that, that they jump an opportunity yeah. like that. So she loves that. Well, it's, it's, it just shows that you can be nimble. Um, and yes. it's really, really exciting. And I think companies like that are going to see success because they just they just yeah. said, okay, we're going to do this. And they did it. And there wasn't this. I mean, maybe it's easy sometimes in small companies because you don't, you don't have to try and shift or turn this massive yeah. massive ship um you know when there's only three people in your team it's it's very easy mm-hmm. to be nimble and to um to pivot quickly but but anyways there's lots of little guys that should be nimble and pivoting quickly and this is the perfect perfect time i think this is this is the time for for digital in south africa i agree i think it's just kind of brought everything forward by like years and years and years of just people having to evolve to survive which is actually amazing yeah absolutely so, um, Mitch, how do you foresee influencer marketing evolving over the next year? I think I think you're just going to see. I think you're going to see it growing. I think you're going to see it. Um, I think you're going to see influencers more adequately remunerated for their work. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this is a little bit of just wishful thinking, but I I hope you're going to see more interesting content collaborations. Um, for example, something that I'm seeing in a lot more overseas, and I, and I think we'll start to see here, hopefully in the next year or two, is um, unique design collaborations where a brand and an influencer sort of meet as a marriage of minds, and they use the influencer to help create something unique, either a whole range of products or a, mm-hmm. an item, a collection. Um, you know, one of the one of the influencers I follow um, in the states, she has a blog called Design Love Fest, and her name is Brie Emery, and she just oh, she is content goals. Um, you know, but she's released. A I few need to go re- look her up. Oh yeah, no, she's she's my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> but she produces her own range now for Target. You know, it's Brie Emery for Target. Amazing. Yeah, or Design Love Fest for Target. I'm not sure which uh, Monica she uses, but. That's that's super exciting because they've recognized that not only does she have an audience and a following that's engaged, but she also has design chops. You know, she's a creative and she's come up with, I mean, from iPhone cases to luggage to party supplies and props. uh, It's it's quite broad her scope, but it's it's completely her aesthetic Um, and her the, the the products that she creates and sells. They sell out in in a matter of hours. Um, so I think that that's influence, right? That's, right there. That's influence, but it's true collaboration as well. And so, yeah. so that's what I'm hoping to see more of. Um, you know, like I was talking about brands potentially sponsoring content opportunities, like producing a, a vlog or producing a podcast, you mm-hmm. know, look, look at new and exciting ways to actually collaborate and release products or lines with, with an influencer. Um, that's a very, very exciting space for me. And, and I hope that that's something we're going to see more of. That is incredibly exciting. I really hope that you're right and it'll come to South Africa because it'll be amazing. <laughs> it'll come. It'll come. It's just I think that the brands the brands who who jump first are going to probably see the most success in it because they will be yeah. kind of like, I don't know if revered is the right word, but hopefully applauded for their creativity and their originality. And it isn't, mm-hmm. but no one's doing it here really. No, absolutely. 
Well, Misha, we're almost at the end of our conversation and it's been so informative and just such a lovely chat with you and just kind of looking into the future and the exciting things that we can have in the space and hopefully it will come. Oh, thank you. So to, to sign off, um, can you please give our listeners three tips for good influencer marketing strategy? <laughs> um, I'm going to start with budget. I'm going to say please. Please budget accordingly and remember that that influencers and content creators have bills bills to pay and mouths to feed. Um, I think consider strategy and, and, uh, you know, consider strategy, objectives and measures for success early on in the process Mm -hmm. so that when you reach out to these these people to collaborate with that you've already answered a lot of the questions that they might have it just helps streamline the process make make it happen a lot faster but also ensure the success of the campaign um and then i think thirdly the, the point i want to land is to to value and to emphasize long-term partnerships and ambassadorship yeah. programs because I think that that long-term relationship is really where the sweet spot lies that's where you see real um real value in the relationship real engagement from the audience and then ultimately real success for the brand 100% agree with all of those those are fantastic tips thank you Michelle. Oh, it's my pleasure and then lastly where can everyone connect with you online sure so at the moment um and this is where I get to give you my my small plug um <laughs> Um, at the moment, um, you can reach me on brandslut.coza. Um, from there, you can find my social handles, my email address, um, and all of that. I am in the process of a rebrand, which I'm super excited about. Um, super excited about. So, I will be sharing a little bit more about that in the next few weeks. I'm, I'm hoping that we're a few weeks away from launch. So, um, yeah, you can follow me on at brandslut. Um, on Instagram that's my most active channel for now I'm just ahead, okay. ahead of us launching the new blog and website um, but if you follow there you will hear all about my shiny new platforms which I'm really really excited about I'm excited now and I can't <laughs> coax you into giving us a little bit of a, no, a look I'm gonna, before everyone else <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it keep, I'm actually I'm for someone who's like so much in the public space I'm also so private uh, actually and I'm I'm keeping I think I'm keeping this for now quite close to my my chest just because I I do want to share some more of the behind the scenes stuff and what we're working on but I want to I want to make sure we're at the right milestones for me to share the you know some of the new design some of the new thinking which I'm so excited about but I think follow along on on brand slats on Instagram and you'll you'll get those little sneak peek behind the scene tidbits (laughs) I will definitely do that. I'm super excited. But look, in this space, it's very good for you to also keep things private. So that's amazing. (laughs) But thank you so much for your time. It's been so wonderful having this conversation. Um, Yeah, and and I look forward to hopefully some more chats with you in future. Absolutely. Thank you so much very informative. Everyone go follow her and let's uh, very excited to see what the, the new branding looks like. Thanks so much, Misha, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Anne.